start to take a breath and really appreciate what you offer the world. It's going to be different to somebody else, but unique and equally valuable. You are listening to the Synergy Women podcast, brought to you by women's resilience coach, Nikki Hamilton. Nikki offers expertise in women's health and has an inspiring passion for helping women navigate through grief and life's challenges to help transform and build resilience with grace, courage, and authenticity. Each episode, she will explore an aspect of women's health, offering you insights on ways to build your body, your mind, and your heart health to help you rise up with resilience. In this episode, we will explore mind health for women. As a mindfulness meditation teacher and a Martini facilitator, Nikki loves helping women with their mind health. Welcome everybody and thanks so much for joining me on the Synergy Women podcast today. My name's Nikki Hamilton and I really look forward to sharing a conversation with you today on how to improve your sense of self-worth. Now, are you a woman that commonly puts everybody else's needs first and you find yourself leaving your own needs somehow last on the list? Or are you a woman who perhaps dreams of maybe a better paying job or having the chance to look after your own health for once, yet there's a background narrative, a a little gentle whisper in the back of your mind that somehow tells you you don't really deserve it. Maybe you're not worth it. Now, if this is you, this podcast is for you because what I'll be exploring are the common reasons in women that we have or can have reduced sense of self-worth. And then I'll be giving you tips to regain your sense of self-worth without tipping you into that sense of entitlement. So what are the common reasons and what can we do about changing our sense of self-worth? Now, there's two most, uh, two common reasons that I see. The, f- the first one I'll explore is accumulation uh, of perceived shame or guilt that we carry around on our backs that then slowly depletes our sense of self-worth. Now, these small moments of guilt or shame that we carry around uh, can be as small as pushing a friend off a bike at school when we were five, where we carry around that little sense of shame or guilt, like probably shouldn't have done that, to much bigger actions that we then carry shame and guilt around. And as soon as we carry that around, it becomes heavy around our hearts and somehow creates that sense of, well, I've done this, therefore I don't deserve a rewarding job or a better health or a fulfilling relationship. I don't deserve any of those things because of the sense of guilt or shame that I carry around. And these things, like I said, accumulate sort of over your lifetime and soon you're carrying around this heavy backpack of guilt and shame over the smallest of things that then has a knock-on effect on your own sense of self-worth. So what to do about the sense of guilt and shame? What do we do about this? Uh, Now, it's very easy for me to say, oh, just forgive yourself. Just forgive yourself. Now, it's very easy to say that. And I think in my own experience, uh, forgiveness is not something that you can force. It's something that, a bit like a leaf falling from a tree, it uh, just arrives. Uh, So I don't think forgiveness is one of the things that I would say is what you have to do straight up, because I, I do think in actual fact, it's something that arrives of its own accord at the right time. I will have a whole new podcast on forgiveness uh, down the track because it is a fairly big topic. 
but I will touch on that at the moment and that to say to forgive yourself for your guilts or shames is, is one of the big steps that you probably need to make but I would say it's probably not the first step because it's one of those things you just can't force you can't make forgiveness happen it, it, it happens naturally uh, and there are different ways of being able to help your habitual forgiveness happen in your life but like I said that's a whole other podcast so so what do you do about these small accumulated guilt or shames that you carry around in your life uh, there's a couple of things you can do the first thing that I would suggest you do is start to write yourself a list look what am I carrying around that feels like guilt or shame and I have I have done this uh, process with a number of women and this is a, a small part of the Demartini process if you're interested in Demartini's work you can certainly explore his website but if you try this for a moment Recall in your life a moment that you hold guilt or shame around. And I've, I've, I've done this with, a, with another woman recently who shared that, well, I have this really horrible memory of pushing my best friend off her bike when she was seven. I just felt like I was having a really mean day and I was angry at her for whatever reason and I pushed her off her bike and she hurt her knee. And she's always felt bad about that. And it was quite interesting when I had this discussion with this woman that she'd been carrying around this guilt, you know, she was, this woman was in her 50s for, for 40 plus years about pushing her best friend off a bike. And I, I asked this woman, where is this friend now? And she's like, well, we've kind of lost contact, but I've heard through the grapevine that she's uh, working as a, a support worker for women who are going through domestic violence. And I sort of raised an eyebrow and, and commented and 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 reflected and just thought well do you think that moment where you pushed her off a bike yes this was a unnecessarily aggressive act and an act of bullying almost do you think it might have been one of the things that helped her step up and help other women who are also struggling through that in a variety of different ways what are the benefits of that action of pushing her off her bike what are the benefits do you think that could have happened to your friend as a result of your perceived actions. And she stopped and reflected and thought, well, do you know what? Maybe that was one of the contributing elements that she is now working in an environment that she can support other women and she can shine out and help others. So what I suggest, if you're carrying around moments of guilt and shame in your life, start small, write them down write down something one by one and start to list, okay, I feel guilty about this. I hold shame around this. What is it from that moment forward that has been of benefit toward the person I feel guilty about? Where have they benefited? So another example of this uh, was a woman that I was speaking to recently that held a lot of guilt around kicking her son out of home. Now her son had a whole lot of behavioural issues and their, their family life uh, wasn't the best at the time and this woman reached a point where she just thought, look, I'm not coping with this, my health is suffering, my relationship is suffering, everything in my life is suffering and this kid needs to step up and stand on his own two feet and he's gone. So she kicked him out and at that time, from then forward, carried round a whole bag of guilt and shame around that. And we had a really um, sort of inspiring and reflective conversation around that moment and from that moment forward, what's come about for her son. And from that moment forward, her son, yes, he travelled through a, uh, a difficult path initially, uh, but he's now in a position where he has a family and he's opened up his own business and started his own career. 
And she reflected that, look, yeah, we do have a quite a strained relationship, but I think it's strained because I still feel so guilty. And I asked her, well, from that moment when you decided that that was no longer appropriate behaviour and you kicked him out and you felt guilty about that, from that moment forward, the benefits to him were what? Well, he started to save his own money and he learned how to look after himself and he started to think about what sort of work he wanted to do and changed his career and then met somebody new and started his own family. So these knock-on effects from that moment of perceived cruelty have in actual fact opened up a whole list of positive benefits for that for her son. So it's true that sometimes moments of cruelty end up being the kindest moments of all. And in actual fact, if the reverse were true, if she had kept her son at home in perceived kindness, maybe he would never have stood on his own two feet. Maybe he always would have relied on her. Maybe he would have had a, a more detrimental effects in his life. So if you can, to try and dissolve that feeling of guilt or shame that you carry around on your back, and a lot of it's in your perception, start to list, what do I feel shamed about? What do I feel guilty about? What's holding me down? What's weighing heavy? From that moment forward, now go to the moment where you perceive what has happened, the moment that her, this woman kicked her son out or the moment that you pushed your best friend off your bike or whatever it is that you're perceiving, go to the moment and from that moment forward, what have been the benefits to that person? And as soon as you can start to see some benefits and some changes perhaps that this person wouldn't have experienced in their life had they not experienced that moment that you perceived as cruel, suddenly the load starts to lighten. It starts to lighten. Because you need to understand, I guess, throughout your life, at various points in your life, you're making decisions with the tools and resources that you have at the time. You're doing the best that you can at the time. And as soon as you realize, do you know what? I was doing the best that I could at the time. And from that moment forward, from that decision forward, this person has experienced these benefits as a result. Suddenly the guilt and shame can lighten up and you can find yourself in a place where you can start to say the words, do you know what? I forgive you. I forgive you. I was doing the best I could with the resources and tools I had at the time. Big breath. I forgive myself. Don't go away, we've got more Synergy Women coming up, but first, let's take a quick break. Would you like to give yourself the gift of dedicated time out to nurture your health and build resilience through life's challenges? Check out our retreats page at synergywomen.com.au. So that's the first step in developing your sense of self-worth is to reduce the sense of shame or guilt that you carry around which can somehow start to chip away and deplete your sense of self-worth. So that's the first reason. Now the second reason that women can have a diminished sense of self-worth uh, is very commonly if we put other people up on a pedestal. Now, we put up other people up on a pedestal for a number of reasons. Um, and the two most common that I see are when we perceive somebody else's values are above ours, or we perceive that they have traits that we like that, that we obviously don't have and they do. So let's explore this a little bit. Say, for example, 
I'm a woman at home and I've got uh, 10 kids, a really big family, and um, I've always wanted to start my own business, but somehow never got around to it. I don't really know what I want to start in my own business, but you know, my ideas seem to ping pong around. I can't get clarity on it. Uh, in the meantime, I'm looking after 10 kids and you know, there's some frustration around that, but I still love what I'm doing. Just say I have a next door neighbor who is a businesswoman and as a businesswoman, she's a, a multi-millionaire and she owns a, uh, a Porsche uh, and she works from five o'clock in the morning through till 10 o'clock at night on her business. Now, I might look over to my next door neighbor and go, wow, she's a multi-millionaire with a big business and lots of money. And I perceive that everything that she's got in her life is far greater than mine. She's smarter, she's wealthier, she has biz better business uh, sense. And here I am, I'm deflated and I have a, a low self of self-worth, sense of self-worth as a result of comparing myself to somebody else. But what I haven't done here is uh, really understood the sense of or the, or the, the idea around values. So everybody uh, in their lives has an area in their life that they value most above all. Uh, and so Demartini explores this in great detail, but the seven areas of life would include uh, spirituality. So if you imagine someone like the Dalai Lama, uh, he highly values spirituality and spends his whole life uh, teaching and lecturing on that. We've got health and wellness, uh, business, finances, uh, family, uh, social connections or uh, social influence. So these are all different areas uh, that can be explored and each single area, everybody will have a hold higher in value. For example, like I said, the Dalai Lama highly values spirituality. Someone like Oprah Winfrey highly values uh, social influence and social connections. And she's her entire career has been based on her social influence and social connections. And she's used her uh, strengths in communication to benefit financially from that. So health and wellness is another uh, area. Like I said, finances, career, business, family, uh, all of these, and, and then and learning and, and, and teaching is another area. So, so each of us have our own areas of value that uh, we sort of rank in a hierarchy that's of importance to us. So if I'm a woman at home uh, with 10 kids, essentially what that is displaying is that my highest value is family. Now, it's really common for us to look over at everybody else and assume that their values are greater than ours. Or perhaps someone's told you that uh, throughout when you grew up, preachers, teachers, various other people, parents perhaps, um, who have shared with you that no, your highest values should be and they've told you what they should be. But deep down within you, you have a hierarchy of your own values that you need to be able to express and share within your own life. So one of the common reasons that we um, put somebody else up on a pedestal and us in a pit and we look up, up to other people uh, is if we perceive that their values are above ours, which they're not. They're all equally valuable. So for the woman who's sitting at home with 10 kids looking at the businesswoman who's a millionaire, 
uh, and drives a Porsche and thinking that this businesswoman is so much smarter, wiser, richer, more business savvy, I wish I was her. Ultimately, there's a part of you that knows, Do you know what, I actually really love my family and I might not have a multi-million dollar business and I might not drive a Porsche and I might not have all the financial stability uh, that you know perhaps I, I would like, but the thing I love the most are my kids. And so stepping into and really owning what it is that you value in life will start to improve your self-worth because you stop comparing yourself to other people and looking up to them, assuming a position of inferiority. So if that sounds like you, now the reverse can also be true. Like I said, you could be the woman who's a businesswoman with lots of money and a great big business and a fancy car. Uh, and somebody's told you, look, you really should be having a family. And there's part of you that looks at other women that have got kids and thinking, oh, maybe I should be doing this, but I'm really finding myself constantly back in my own business. So it is your life will reflect what it is that you value most. And part of it is stepping in and appreciating that and going, thank you. Actually, I love what I do. I really enjoy my business or I really enjoy spending time with my kids, whatever it is that you have in front of you. Appreciating that and dropping the comparison suddenly means that you can start to rise up with your sense of self-worth and stop finding your place uh, yourself in a position of inferiority. So reasons for diminished self-worth. Number one, cumulative shame or guilt around past events that you perceive only as negative. So part of your job is to start to analyze that and go, hmm, where have been the benefits to those perceived actions? Where have I been blind to the positives? What would have happened had I not acted that way? Perhaps I can loosen off the grip on that heavy guilt and shame, take a big breath and go, I was doing the best I could with the tools and resources I had at the time. I forgive myself and step forward into a new sense of self-worth. The next reason for diminished self-worth Comparing yourself to others, which usually involves comparing an, a value area, assuming someone's area of value is above yours, which puts you, you in a position of inferiority. Get very clear on what you value, then step in and appreciate that. Knowing that other people are going to have other things, and that's okay. That's their area of value, and be true and hold yourself true to your own. Now, the third thing that can start to diminish your sense of self-worth is assuming that someone holds traits that are above yours, perceived traits. For example, uh, if I go back to the example of the woman who has 10 kids at home, just say I've got 10 kids at home, um, I'm looking at my next door neighbour who's a businesswoman, multimillionaire driving a Porsche, and I look at her and I, I don't necessarily... Um, at, in this particular moment in time, I'm not wishing to have her life, but I wish I was decisive like her. Wow, she's so decisive. She's just really clear. She's clear cut. I feel like I'm fluffing around and I can't decide anything here. So if that sounds like you, you look up to somebody not because of what they have in their life, whether it's a career or finances or better he perceived health or a family or a better social connections, whatever it is that you perceive. If it's, if it's not a different area in life, it might be a different trait. So get clear on the trait that you perceive 
to admire in that person that you look up to. And when you have uh, clarity on that trait uh, and, and get very clear, say for example, like I said, I really admire that woman, she's so decisive. Then start to reflect on your own life. Where do I display that trait? Now it might be like in the circumstance with the woman with 10 kids looking at her next door neighbor who's driving a Porsche. It might be that I'm not decisive in the area of finances. I'm a bit flailing around here. or I'm not very decisive when it comes to starting my own business. But I tell you what, I'm decisive with the kids' behavior. I'm really decisive on how our family needs to operate. Okay, so you do have the trait of being decisive. It just doesn't appear in the area that you perceive it in somebody else. So get very clear on the traits that you look up to in others and start getting clear on when you display that trait because you will be displaying it. It just might not be in the form that you see in others. So all of those ideas to take uh, that feeling of admiration of someone's on a pedestal above you can start to neutralize that and, and mean that you're no longer blind to your own positives. I'm no longer blind to the fact that I hold true my values and I can step into that. Yes, I might not um, be a millionaire, but I'm, I'm loving the life that I live. And yes, I hold the trait of whatever it is that you admire, being decisive. It might not be in the area of my finances, but it's in the area of my family. I'm very clear with that. And as soon as you can start to create that clarity and that idea that in actual fact, we're all on a level playing field here. We're all equally valuable here in life. We all equally shine in our own authentic way. Suddenly you can start to let go and step forward into that sense of self-worth. Do you know what I actually do deserve to spend a little bit of time looking after my own health right now? Or I do deserve to put some of my own needs first. This is what I need in my life without the guilt and shame around that. So to summarize for today, to improve your sense of self-worth, Essentially, it's understanding that it can be a couple of things that create that. Firstly, cumulative shame or guilt. So go to those moments where you hold shame or guilt and start to reflect what have been the benefits, where are the positives, what are the outcomes here that uh, have been created that have benefited the world or the person that I'm uh, thinking about. Then next reason, if someone's up on a pedestal, start to look, well, is it just they're on a pedestal because they just value different area of life that I do? Uh, and can I start stepping into my own value area uh, with appreciation? And then lastly, if I'm looking up to somebody else and assuming a position of inferiority because I perceive a trait of theirs that I don't feel like I don't have, start to look in your own life. Where, where does that trait appear? And if you start to list that down, soon the balance starts to tip. And like I said, you can start to take a deep breath and go, do you know what? I'm worth it. I'm so worth it. Uh, so to improve your uh, self-worth, the, the three key tips to take away from uh, this podcast today. Number one, go to moments of guilt, find the hidden benefit. That's the first step. Number two, if you're putting someone on a pedestal, Appreciate your own values. See where you display the traits that you admire most and then start to take a breath and really appreciate what you offer the world. It's going to be different to somebody else, but unique and equally valuable. 
And if you're still hesitating with that feeling or the words, I deserve this, if you still hesitate with those words and still feel, oh, do you know, I don't really know if I'm worth it, uh, try simply stating this really uh, beautiful quote from Dr. Martini that goes, whatever you have or have not done in your life, whatever you have or have not done, you are worthy of love. So if you simply write that down, that's a really good starting point. Whatever I have or have not done, I'm worthy of love. So I hope today's podcast has uh, shed some light or some ideas uh, to help you reflect on what might be holding you back when it comes to uh, your feelings of self-worth. And I hope the ideas that I've shared have helped you move forward with that feeling of self-worth, knowing that you deserve and um, are valuable in this world and deserve the life that you want. If you like what you've heard, it'd be great if you could rate and review this podcast from wherever you are listening. And don't forget to click subscribe so you'll be notified when we release our next episode.